This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. March 1st, 2020. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are starting your March with Future Talk right here on Pulse 95 with myself. Hannibal Qais and Omnia Saleh, where we bring you the latest in tech, gadgets, and AI. We're giving you a little bit of an intro because that is the start of a new month. It is the start of a new future talk and probably a new era for phones and tablets, Omnia. Yes, indeed. Actually, Future Talk hits one year in just a few episodes. So it is truly a new era for Future Talk. But as you mentioned, we are entering a new age of phones because Europe is actually for forcing many phone makers to basically install replaceable batteries. What is this going to mean for Android and Apple? We're going to be telling you all about it. But also in, you know, speaking about Apple, they're doing something new. Yes, they are. They're moving their iPad production out of where and because of what? Text in 4215. Let us know if you have an idea. And if you get the answer right, we might just give you a special shout out on air. But we're jumping back to Facebook, aren't we, Omnia? Oh, yes, because Facebook is actually introducing 3D photos but you will not need any gadget to create these pictures. You can use them with a single camera phone. And, you know, for our Check This Out, we always like to keep it a little bit interesting or spicy. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, if you ever knew someone who had heart failure or you yourself went through it, well, now we have something that is in correlation with AI and speech recognition that can detect it. Can we detect heart failure through your voice? We're going to be talking all about this and also about an AR eyepiece that is letting firefighters see through the smoke. They can see the fire even before it happens. All this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. If you've ever struggled with replacing your phone battery simply because the phone itself does not allow that, no worries anymore because the European Union is finding a solution for this issue because they're now may be forcing phone makers, tablet makers, wireless earphone makers to use easily replaceable batteries with their devices. Now, this is all because of their bigger plan um, of reducing electronic waste, which is basically the waste that we generate um, through non-recyclable electronic devices. This includes old iPhones, new iPhones, any, basically any... Ugly iPhones. <laughs> Android. Fat iPhones, small iPhones, uh, big iPhones. Yes, indeed. So they're now actually, the, the European Union is actually drafting some serious plans um, of a proposal that is going to be forcing different vendors of doing that and this month is supposed to be the month when it comes to reality now many smartphone industries have something called the sealed battery compartment so basically this prevents all of us users from being able to replace our batteries easily so one case is let's say the new galaxy s6 Mm. where if you want to replace the battery let's say your battery is running slow the phone is lagging it's not functioning as it used to function you're, you can't basically replace the battery. You'll have to change the whole phone. Now, one good thing about Apple is that they do replace 
phone batteries. We've seen that happening with the iPhone 6, and in some, in some cases, it actually happens for free. Now, what's even worse is that some smartphone vendors actually don't sell smartphone batteries at all as standalone parts. Instead, they'll only provide replacement batteries through specialized repair services. And this is basically the case with many Apple iPhones and Samsung smartphones. So you can't really purchase the replacement battery on its own unless it's through their own repair services. So many vendors can actually be accused of providing and producing excess e-waste because users would then be required to buy replacement phones rather than simply replacing their batteries. Have you ever had to replace your battery? Uh... Unfortunately not, but Mm -hmm. see, with Samsung, since they have such a wide variety of phones, now with Apple, you have, since the beginning of the Apple iPhone, they never had a a replaceable battery, but Samsung, uh, they have, probably their flagships are unreplaceable batteries, Mm -hmm. but they have a lot of product line, so I feel like the only people or only phones that are affected the only the only manufacturers are apple's flagship phones yeah uh samsung's flagship phones because samsung you have a wide huge variety of, uh, of phones that can replace the battery yeah i myself i've seen people actually carry two batteries with them exactly for instead of having a power bank they carry two batteries to, with you, them you have to get them through apple which is the annoying through, part through instead apple. of selling them like and 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 the problem is now this works for everyone's favor now not now a lot of third party people third party companies will start creating uh, batteries and obviously a third party battery is not mm-hmm. best or not efficient to your iPhone so it might destroy your iPhone might hurt your iPhone and in the end it's just, it's just not it's just down it's just phone. slowing down the phone so it works for everyone but I have a question honey have yeah. you seen the new trend with the European Union now just a few weeks ago we were talking about how they're pushing for a standardized phone charger that yes. works across all smartphone brands um, we've been talking about how they wanted to remove the lightning port off of Apple so they're definitely trying to make big moves when it comes to reducing electronic waste yes and it, 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 it's better because no, no more you'll ask someone do you have a Samsung charger just give me a charger. <laughs> so uh, hats off to the European Union. I'm with it. I like it. Uh, anything to help our environment is going green. But jumping back to Apple, Apple is moving their iPad production out of China because of the coronavirus outbreak. Now, coronavirus has been the talk of the hour, even in the tech world, because a lot of tech companies do manufacture and ship out of China. Now, the Wuhan coronavirus is causing a rumble in the tech world and is shaking up Apple's production plans. Now, Apple is trying to diversify its supply chain geographically due to the spread of the virus, which has affected the production of Apple products in the country now omni and i were were telling you guys i think it was two weeks ago how the apple iphone 9 was put to a halt Mm -hmm. their production because of the coronavirus outbreak in china but apple has reportedly chosen not to dispatch engineers to its production facilities in china and the rest of asia asia because of the fears of the coronavirus so where are they moving their production to i believe they're going to be start they're going to start moving it in india and or, Taiwan, or, I think. And Taiwan, yeah. because uh, in Taiwan, uh, apparently, uh, the coronavirus uh, is a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And obviously, cost production is cheaper. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Now, we'll probably get uh, the Apple iPhone 9 soon. March in March yep, at the end of this month. month in the middle or the end of this month and that's because they need to up the ante as now we're getting closer and closer to the first quarter of the Apple launch where they're going to be launching a lot of stuff 
and uh, they just don't have the efficient productivity yet. They haven't been producing these products. You better believe we're going to be reviewing the iPhone 9 on Future Talk. But what is coming up on the show is we're talking about how you can predict heart failure through your voice over a phone. But until then, we're going to be leaving you with Sun City by Khaled. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95. Can we detect heart failure through our voice? I don't know. Can we, Omnia? Can we? Well, apparently... We have the answer for all of you today because there's a startup that can predict heart failure over the phone using AI, artificial intelligence, and speech recognition. Now, there's a Danish startup, which is called Corti, and it will launch its AI for detecting cardiac arrest across Europe. Now, the European Emergency Number Association with Corti announced the partnership, and uh, they're promising a lot of a lot of good things. I I hope they're up to those promises, (laughs) but the AI from Corti does act like a digital assistant for dispatchers who are taking emergency calls. And this software uses automatic speech recognition to analyze the call in situation where every minute counts. Yes, indeed. So imagine this. You're on the phone, God forbid, um, one, a loved one is dealing with a, a heart issue. Let's say cardiac arrest. Now, based on the data from millions and millions of previous calls, this AI is basically functioning just like a paramedic. So uh, it will look for signs of cardiac arrest, both verbal and nonverbal data. So we're talking about, you know, catching up to the tone of your voice, to the breathing patterns. If you're breathing very heavily it's going to pick up on that and during the call the software will be able to provide to the dispatcher and the paramedic suggestions for different questions that they can ask to know more about the case and the severity of uh, the heart conditions but also it's going to give you recommendations on what you can do uh, to help make uh, a difference in this person's life now the ai has definitely made a very noticeable difference a lot of people uh, have been saying that ai can actually outperform our judgment as humans when it comes to life or death situations because uh, while we need you know five to six second response time uh, to respond to any uh, stimulus AI does not need that and when researchers at the emergency department actually tested the technology on I think about 161,000 emergency call Corti was 93% accurate in identifying cardiac arrest while human paramedics actually got it right 73% of the time Honey, that is a huge difference Yes, because the opportunity to save lives actually is potentially huge Now, we're talking about this, uh, this AI software is jumping out in Europe And in Denmark alone, there are 3,500 out-of-hospital cardiac arrests a year But in the UK, there are 30,000 And now we're going to North America There are more than 356 thousand cardiac cardiac arrests a year now with this technology is going to change lives because if you're feeling chest pain you'll call the 911-999 whatever it is in whatever country or region you are and as soon as you say hello it's right pick up the, on AI, all the, signs. the ai software is going to start working and it's going to help assist the dispatcher to know whether or not you're going through cardiac arrest or not and this jumps back 
to our always debate. <laughs> is technology going to take over our jobs? No, they will assist our jobs to make our jobs easier and in this case even save lives exactly and um, we've always been talking about how artificial intelligence is definitely helping us as humans when it comes to our decision-making processes what especially in challenging situations like when we're talking heart conditions we're talking about a situation where seconds matter and AI has definitely been in use in the healthcare for more than just a decade um, we've seen it happening uh, and going mainstream with big companies like Google Amazon IBM and Microsoft but now it's also changing the lives of many patients around the world and this technology is definitely going to be hopefully implemented in applications like Alexa um, and other virtual assistants so maybe in the future we could have our own virtual assistance in our phone detect if we're having a heart attack i mean we're already at the level where your apple watch mm-hmm. can detect if your heart is in distress and uh this is just the beginning 2020 is off to a great start let's see what this decade has in store for us hopefully in 2030 we will be giving you the latest in tech <laughs> gadgets and ai but we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're going all the way to firefighters and seeing how they can see through smoke with this ARI piece. Yes, indeed. And we'll be leaving you with Know Your Worth. So enjoy the song. You're You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. No one is at their best in a fire, but could technology lend a helping hand for all firefighters out there who are risking their lives to save the lives of others? Um, Well, today with Gadget of the Day, we're going to be telling you about a smart helmet called see-through that basically is using augmented reality to help firefighters see their way through the blazing fires yes indeed because they have an innovative edge finding ar eyepiece that can let firefighters see through the smoke now uh, obviously when you're in a fire it is really difficult to see because there's smoke everywhere and obviously your senses will be impaired but the co-founder of quake technologies said I have the solution for you. And he came out with this AR eyepiece. And I'm looking at it right now, Omnia. <laughs> it looks like something from the Terminator. It's just an eyepiece you put under the under the mask. Mm-hmm. And then you can have this see-through technology where you can see through the smoke. It does, it's actually it's an augmented like, reality yeah. uh, feed. It's that like a video stream of what's happening inside the fire. Yes, it presents them a video stream uh, taken from an onboard thermal camera and it then uses artificial intelligence image recognition to show the outlines of objects and giving people in green, giving the firefighters the ability to see what they're doing even in the smokiest of rooms. Now that is cutting edge technology which is solving a major life threatening problem. Now firefighters have always carried thermal cameras mm-hmm. with them but there's they, there have always been handheld devices yeah. and it's very small displays that even require them to look away from the scene directly in front of them to able to see them but that problem is being removed with the see-through device which is hands-free just as I said you stick it on the mask you put it in and with the one eye it's kind of like an eye patch you see everything and you don't have to put your head yeah. away tilt your head away everything is in your field of view now the interesting thing about it is that uh, you know once you see how the green technology 
strategy or the green outlines work with regular vision, you're actually seeing everything that you would see with the see-through technology, um, but with lots of smoke, lots of haze. It's literally like looking through fog. Um, but with the see-through eyepiece, you'll be able to see outlines of all your fellow firefighters, any people that um, are in need of rescue, any objects around you. They'll all be outlined in green. And what's interesting about it is it's basically taking very complex information about the environment that the firefighter is in, which could potentially be life-threatening because, you know, if it weren't for the green outlines, they may just not be able to see uh, the, the surrounding objects. Mm. And then they're displaying all this information uh, with very brain-friendly, in, in uh, what's it called, cues uh, that could help them get the information that they need right when they need it, which is definitely a very interesting eyepiece. Makes them look a little bit like, uh, what's it called, Iron Man? Did Ve- Iron Man no, have not, an eyepiece? Not Iron, Vegeta from Dragon yes. Ball Z, but... The see-through system is not just about providing firefighters with a hands-free thermal vision. Now, there's also headsets which will make the job easier for firefighters to communicate with one another on the job. Now, firefighters usually have a walkie-talkie strapped to their shoulder and you actually have to press on that button and talk. But now you have the hands-free device with a microphone and transmitting data to one another is far more advanced than simple push-to-talk radio communication that they previously used but uh it is the it's not the first of its kind yeah Uh, quick technologies isn't the only high-tech initiative which is seeking help seeking to help out firefighters but there's a lot but so far when it comes to see-through uh it's one of the best in the market. Yes, indeed. And I actually heard of this robot called the Walkman. Um, it's very similar to how the see-through eyepiece works. So it was basically a robot that was designed to help out any emergency responders, more specifically human firefighters. Now, the Walkman robot can actually locate exactly where the fire is, walk towards that fire, and then activate a fire extinguisher, which is basically the job of a firefighter but without risking their lives Um, but what the robot walkman can also do it can collect images from the environment send them back to the human emergency team communicate with them and the human emergency team can actually guide the robot so i think once the quake see-through tech and the walkman robots uh, are implemented it's going to be a prime time it's going to be very interesting to see how the way firefighters fight different fires how many times can I say firefighters? Firefighters um, fighting fires under the fire. <laughs> it's definitely going to change the way we fight fires in 2020. I really hope it gets uh, out in the market very, very soon uh, because it's definitely interesting. It, it incorporates very smoothly with their headpiece, with the masks that they wear over their mouth and nose. Um, but what a time to live in. What, what a, a time ta- for what a firefighter. What a time to be alive. I mean, hats off to the Quake Technologies for helping firefighters make their life a little bit easier because they do do a lot. Do you use Facebook? No. No, but if you do use Facebook, text on 4215 because we have a Facebook 3D photo story coming up right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse. 95. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? Now, our Facebook users are going to love this because we're talking about 3D photos, which can now be made using single camera phones. Now, most phones, Omnia, you'll need more than one camera to create 
a 3D type of picture. You, you would previously need a dual camera device, but Facebook is now letting you post 3D photos. We're trying to, to get your, their feeds on fleek. Yeah, to your timeline from the Facebook app, even if you have a phone with a single camera. Now, in theory, this should be possible for a lot more phones to take 3D photos. And Facebook even said it also means you can use your front-facing camera to take 3D selfies. But before I get into that, did you know that Snapchat already has a 3D front-facing camera that not many people know about? What? Yes, I'll show Where? you. Where? You, you can use a front-facing camera. I have it on my phone, actually. I need to see that. And it can work in 3D. Now, the feature was actually first made available in October of 2018. And as I said, it was exclusive only to phones that had two or more cameras and could take only portrait mode shots. Now, previously, the 3D phones did rely on using each camera to take an image that Facebook could then use to create the depth feature in a 3D picture. But mm. the new single, single camera technique does use machine learning to infer the three-dimensional structure of an image that does create a 3D effect. And I'm with it, Omnia. I know, me too, because Facebook is saying anyone with an iPhone 7 or higher, or at least a recent mid-range or better Android device, should be able to use the 3D photo tool in the main Facebook app. However, it doesn't seem to have fully rolled out just yet. Right now, you can only make 3D photos using images taken in portrait mode on an iPhone 11. Pro. So we still have some time to wait on this feature, but I honestly feel like it's such an interesting uh, aspect to add to the feed because I feel like it's going to make Facebook a little bit more popular than what it now is. I feel like Instagram is running the market at the moment. Instagram is running the market. Snapchat, Facebook is for the old people, uh, as uh, <laughs> a lot of people would like to say. I'm not. I haven't been on Facebook for a good amount of time. I don't feel like I'm going to be on Facebook in any time soon. But uh, Facebook, unfortunately or unfortunately, however you want to take it, uh, owns Instagram. <laughs> and WhatsApp. So uh, if Facebook does something, we have to accept it or yes. think that, oops, this is new innovative because, again, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Instagram is owned by Facebook. And a lot of people use these two instant messaging apps. Yes. So text us in 4215. Let us know. Do you use Facebook? Do you use Instagram? Do you use WhatsApp? What app do you use the most? And are you excited for the 3D photo camera? You know how it works, though. Um, the 3D photos actually start by analyzing the normal 2D picture that we typically know and take with our typical camera. Um, and then after you take this normal picture, it will cut it up into a lot of layers that will move separately once you tilt your phone or even scroll. So it's quite interesting because it's basically using the normal camera that we typically know, um, but cutting up the picture, making use of every pixel there is inside of it. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I like it. I mean, uh, Facebook is a little bit late to the party <laughs> as Snapchat did have it for a long time now. I can tell you it's been around. Uh, is it a part 20, of the effects in, it's on not, Snapchat? You know, it's not a filter. It's an effect. You can have it on the sidebar and you take a picture mm -hmm. using the front facing camera only. And you actually you can actually move through it. And uh, I'll take a picture right now. It says 3D. I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. <gasps> no yes. way. Yeah, and uh, wait, wait. Where did you get the effect from? From it, like it's not an effect. It's right there. It says 3D right here. You have a multi-snap timer 
Focus so 3D. So on the right side of right your screen side. on Snapchat, yeah. you can basically take a photo. But it can only be on the front-facing camera. Now I understand why Facebook said um, the picture will appear 3D once you try to scroll or tilt your phone. Yes, when you tilt your phone or scroll through it. It uh, cuts up the 2D it, picture. It cuts it up. Even uh, it, it looks great. It's nice. But I don't feel like selfies are that important to be 3D. I mean, it's I don't want cool anyone looking, to see my though. face from uh, left, right, up, down. <laughs> You, right. you won't be able to take the you know the the photo from your favorite side. That's the issue with this because we all know we have a favorite side, um, but our that, good side. Exactly the good side. Texas on four two one five. Let us know. Are you excited for this feature? Have you tried it out? Hani gave you a little bit of a secret on how you can get it before on Snapchat. Exactly before Facebook even launches it, you can try it out on Snapchat on the right uh, side. There are a, a couple of buttons, and what was the button again? Uh, there's no button. It's on the side. Uh, it says on the sidebar where you can have your flash. There's that arrow down. You click on it, uh, or press on or tap on it, and you're going to have 3D focus grid. You got to pick 3D, and then you take a picture. You wait 0.7 seconds, <laughs> and then the picture does become 3D. There you have it. You got your own How Do You Tech right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse and 95. <laughs> yes, indeed. But Future Talk is coming to an end. And afternoon, Karak team are brewing the Karak because Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha Mazmi are going to be taking you to the world of movies and TV shows. And we are very excited to see what they have uh, in store for us. But Future Talk will be returning tomorrow, same time, every weekday from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we'll be leaving you with UB Love by Avicii. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.